BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. And I say back in because I've already done a four-hour radio tour. Appreciate all the affiliates that hosted me all over the country this morning. A lot of fun. And we are going to continue that fun with a bevy of stories to chase down throughout the course of the program. Let me give you a little roadmap. Bill O'Reilly will be with us at 1.30 Eastern. Adam Carolla at 2.30 Eastern. Those are our guests. There is a new New York Times poll out showing that Donald Trump and Joe Biden are dead even at 43% each. Uh, included in that number is a surging amount of support from Hispanic voters. Joe Biden's margin down to just three points, uh, according to the New York Times poll, 41 to 38 on Hispanics. Joe Biden with only a 39 percent approval rate. Uh, we will discuss what all of the significance of that is. But as we ended yesterday's program with uh, the Devin Archer testimony. We still have not seen a full transcript, but much of what he has said has been distributed. Um, and Buck, let's just start here. I saw a story this morning. Devin Archer mentioned 48 times on CNN and MSNBC. Donald Trump mentioned 759 times. Yesterday afternoon, I was curious. I was in the hotel gym uh, and so I had every one of the, uh, television newscasts was on in there. And I could see how CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News were all playing the Devin Archer testimony. Not surprisingly, CNN and MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, they've effectively pretended that this did not exist at all. And they have all engaged in rampant shifting of the storyline. Such that, Buck, I want to play this for you first. This is Dan Goldman, who is a Democrat congressman. Uh, he says that, uh, uh, that I mean, and this is crazy, that basically the reason these conversations were going on, and remember they disputed whether there were any conversations going on at all, 
was because of Bo Biden's death. Listen to this. Bo Biden got very sick in early 2015. He died in the spring of 2015, which was right in the middle when Devin Archer had his his business dealings with Hunter Biden. At that point, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden began to speak every day because they were both devastated by Bo's death. They spoke every day. The witness testified that over his 10-year relationship with Hunter Biden, there may be approximately 20 times when in one of those conversations... Hunter Biden would put his father at a dinner, not at a business meeting, at a dinner that he was having if he happened to get hold of his father and would ask his father to say hello to whoever was at the table. And that was essentially the extent of it. Oh, my God. So now the dead brother is the reason why they were having phone calls, Buck. You remember the last time we talked about this on this show, I said the ultimate fallback for Joe Biden from the media it's always the same thing. It's sympathy. Sympathy for yeah. Joe has nothing to do. I mean, you can do this for any. Everybody has loss. Everybody has pain. Everyone has lost people that matter to them in their lives. Not everyone's president of the United States. Not everybody is held or should be held to a standard of not just uh, wisdom and and excellent conduct. But I mean, in the case of Joe Biden, and this is so obviously a massive scam. It's so clear what was going on here that they fall back to try to play the sympathy card. Look, they do it with Hunter. Oh, he's an addict, so we can't criticize him. They do it with uh, with Biden throughout his entire life. And Biden loves to deploy and has deployed that card. Remember, he claims that he ran for president because his son's last wish was that he run for president. I, you know, I, I can't say I wasn't in the room, but that's a very convenient storyline for Joe Biden, who we know lied about what Trump said in and the intent of Trump's words in Charlottesville, and use that as another reason for, um, at least another claim about why he was running. But Clay, you know, the the, the issue that they run into here is um, they've set this standard whereby even the appearance of impropriety for a president, for an elected official, when it's a Republican, is enough, well, in the case of Trump, to impeach, to indict, to do all of these things. We're to believe that Joe Biden was having these calls, was having these conversations, and wasn't fully aware. What they're effectively saying is um, Joe Biden was engaged in a fraud, and the fraud was the bribe that was supposed to lead to action, but was never going to. Do you know what I mean? It's it's almost like they're saying, I didn't sell drugs. I, I didn't sell them weed. I sold them oregano. Well, that's yeah, not good gonna- either. We're going to play some of those cuts. I would just say this, and I would be curious for other business owners out there, 800-282-2882. You just heard Goldman say, oh, there are just random 20 calls over the course of their relationship. 20 calls is a lot for our business partners. And I'll give you an example. I am 44 years old. I have had a variety of different businesses and business ventures in my life. My dad has never been on any call with anybody that I've ever done business with. Zero times. Now, if I were in business with my dad, that might change. But I think for anyone that has ever been involved in a business, when you hear, oh, he just put his dad on the phone when he happened to be engaged in these meetings because they call so frequently... I've never done that. 
I bet that most of you out there who run businesses, whether uh, and you might have great relationships with your dad, too. You might have had personal loss in your life, too. Most people, the difference between their business and their life is fairly substantial, such that it would be pretty weird, I think, if I were out to dinner in a business setting and somebody said, hey, my dad just called. He wants to say hi to everybody, and he didn't know anybody in the room at all. What they are selling, Buck, is such a lie. And then Devin, uh, they tried to say, oh, he was just calling to ask about the weather and those kind of things. What, the weather? Uh, it's cold in Ukraine. Well, I don't care what the weather is in China right now. It doesn't impact me in any way. Joe Biden was a participant in this business, Buck. There's no way they can justify those calls in any other way. Can I just throw out there the the speed with which they have moved on the Joe and Hunter Biden global corruption tour? The speed with which they have moved from nothing happened, he knew nothing, Joe was never even in contact, no illegality occurred, Joe saying Hunter is the smartest person I've ever known, Joe saying my son did nothing wrong. Turns out he actually committed a whole bunch of felonies. That's just a matter of public record now. We all know that. And Joe also was far more involved. Do you see, though, the way the New York Times opened their big piece on this one, Clay? This was this was their line. It has long been known that the elder Mr. Biden at times interacted with his son's business partners. That is a quote from yeah. the New York Times piece on this. That is not known to the New York Times audience. The New York Times audience believes that Joe Biden is as innocent as can be and had nothing to do with any of this because he said so. And it is a huge lie. Joe Biden is a liar, everybody. Capital L, liar. I believe we have audio. This is from Fox News. It is a montage to build on what you said where the New York Times is like, of course he spoke with his uh, son's business partners it's long been known here is a fox news montage of joe biden saying i never discussed business with my son i did not know he was on the board of that company i've never discussed my business or their business my sons or daughters i never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with ukraine i've never spoken my son about his overseas business i have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else Anything having to do with their businesses, period. Okay, so that is clearly a lie. Also, it would make Joe Biden kind of a jerk, right? I said I've never had my dad call my business partners, and I've never called him to do that. But I certainly, on some level, and I bet most people who are involved in business at all, have discussed what they're doing in their life with their parents Joe Biden claims he didn't know his son was on the Burisma board. I mean, that is such a flagrant lie. I mean, I if one of my sons were on a major company making hundreds of thousands of dollars, one, I would know. Two, if I were a politician, Buck, it would be my job to know if my son was on a board like that. Because I would be concerned about not only impropriety, but as you mentioned earlier, the appearance of impropriety, which is incredibly toxic to any sort of legitimacy surrounding politics if it just appears you're on the take. I mean, let's just take this into uh, another realm for a second, one with which you are 
quite fond of familiar clay. Imagine that you're looking at a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl match coming up, right? Super Bowl game. And you say to somebody, hey, you know, my uncle, we got Uncle Bill on later, by the way. Bill O'Reilly will be with us, but that's not, he's not the uncle we're talking about here. My uncle is the head referee in the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying that your team is going to win because it's going to come down to a couple of close calls if you give me a million dollars. But why don't I get my uncle on the line just so you know how close we are and how much influence I have with him and maybe give me a million dollars because down the line we'll figure out some other way to work together. That is 100% analogous to what Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were doing here. It was the perception, the belief among foreign entities that they would be able to leverage Hunter. And let's be clear, you asked me about this, Clay, in the context of uh, of clandestine operations and, and espionage. Even the belief that those entities, those foreign adversaries, would have had bought influence to Hunter to Joe Biden through Hunter would be able to be used as a leverage point. You know, even if Hunter goes, yeah, you know what, my dad's actually not doing anything for you. You know what they say? Well, maybe we talk to some people publicly about the millions of dollars that you took promising that your dad is going to give us favorable treatment in China. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah. just the the relationship there is the problem. This is, you know, how you recruit people for any number of things around the world. You just get them to start accepting gifts. Well, not only that. Remember, there's the WhatsApp message where Hunter directly says, call me now, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm sitting right next to my dad, and if you don't pay us immediately, basically there will be hell to pay on my word as a Biden. And they've proven, Buck, that he was at Joe Biden's house and that Joe Biden was there. Do we not think that there was a call made then from China potentially to see whether Joe Biden was there and or if there was not, they likely knew of the Joe Biden appraisal of that situation because Joe Biden had probably called in to talk to them before. And again, this just brings home if Hunter was such an incredible asset, right? If he wasn't trading on nepotism, if he wasn't trading on who his dad was, why can't Hunter show us something tangible that he did personally that was worth millions of dollars? Right? I mean, if I'm paying you millions of dollars and you are doing great work for me, shouldn't there be some tangible evidence of your work product to reflect the value that you've created for my company? And I'm, I want to open up phone lines, by the way, 800-282-2882. For anybody out there who runs a business, how weird would it be if you suddenly got your dad on the phone in the middle of a business meeting? Unless your dad is involved or unless he has a pre-existing relationship with somebody, it's super weird. Again, I've been in business a lot in the last 20 years, Buck. Never once have I thought, oh, I need to get my dad on the phone to talk with you guys Clay, during the meeting. It's extortion. Yes. What Hunter Biden was doing is extortion, effectively. When, you know, when you're looking at what the implied threat is here, and, and not even implied. I mean, in, in the case you brought up the WhatsApp message, yeah. it's just better happen or else. I mean, it's a pretty yes. direct threat. Um, 
you know, it's it's not just what Joe Biden can do. It's what Joe Biden's connections in 40 plus years of government will do. Uh, look, this is a this is a whole corrupt artifice. The whole thing is ethically. It, let's be clear. I just want everyone to, to mark this down in their minds. No one can ethically defend what the Bidens were doing. It is ethically indefensible. They're only now their only defense that they're going to mount is, well, it's not criminal. And let's, you know, and, and Trump is a bigger criminal. That's it. That's what they're yes. going to say. That's the defense. 800-282-2882. I'm just curious, business people out there, how crazy does that strike you? And then, oh, he was just talking about the weather. I mean, all of this is absolutely bonkers. What started as a company making a single product, a very comfortable pillow, grown into a company making tons of products, all focused on home comfort. I'm talking about my pillow, of course. This summer, they're celebrating their 20th anniversary with a special gift. For a limited time, MyPillow is offering their loyal customers a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. Their way of saying happy 20th anniversary, America. When you go online right now to MyPillow.com, you'll see the offer right on the home page, front and center. And while you're there, check out some of the deep discounts they currently have on some of their most loved products. To get access to all these discounts, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use our names, Clay and Buck, as your promo code. You can call as well and ask about this free gift. No purchase necessary. Again, that's MyPillow.com, 800-792-3269. Use the promo code Clay and Buck. Helping you separate truth from fiction every single weekday. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details welcome back in clay travis buck sexton show okay 
Buck, you mentioned this earlier, the New York Times and the way they are covering the Devin Archer reports uh, that came out of his under oath testimony. But I flagged this late last night and I couldn't get over uh, what they are actually arguing. That is the implications behind what they are arguing. Um, And that is this in particular. And I'm reading I was curious how this was going to be covered. So late last night, had an amazing time, by the way, watching the Atlanta Braves play against the Anaheim Angels. Shohei Otani, who is a modern-day Babe Ruth uh, in baseball, what he's doing, both pitching and hitting. Uh, It was an awesome time watching that game. Get back home, and I'm like, okay, I really want to dive into post-game how this was being covered by the New York Times, Washington Post, everybody else. So I'm reading last night. This is the headline. I tweeted this out. The headline after Devin Archer's testimony at New York Times was Biden spoke with Sun's associates, but not about business, former partner says. That's the headline. Subheadline. Republicans accused the president of lying, while Democrats said the testimony of Devin Archer, who worked with Hunter Biden, showed that his son was selling quote, the illusion of access to his father. If you are selling to someone the illusion of access, if you are selling an illusion, that is fraud. So under the best version that Democrats and their media allies in the New York Times, Buck, under the best version of Hunter Biden's behavior that they can now sell to the general public, they are selling to everyone. Hunter Biden was lying to his business partners. They got nothing in exchange for what they were paying. And in fact, what he was selling, he didn't even have the ability to sell, which is a lie in and of itself. I used to do this back, uh, believe it or not, when I would uh, squabble with libs over at CNN in 2015 on the Hillary thing. I would say, okay, so basically, you know, Hillary Clinton could go around and Bill Clinton could go around getting paid $500,000 a speech for like a 30 minute speech. And we're supposed to believe that's just what the market will bear, that there's no effort to buy. What, what if Hillary was a painter? I used to say this. What, what if she was just like, oh, I'm doing finger paintings now. Hunter Biden actually does that as we know. Um, which is what's so amazing. He actually went just full on, like basically money laundering. The whole thing is a joke. Um, but if you look at Clay in this context, and we just talked about this, I, I think this lays it out well. What would the response of the public be if um, you know, pick, pick a pick a a popular Republican governor anywhere? Right. What would the response, Governor Governor Lee, right, Tennessee? We'll do Governor Lee. If Governor Lee was on video saying, "Hey," You know, I know you as a contractor want that $10 million construction project from the state of Tennessee. I think a million dollars to me or my campaign would really benefit you. I'm not saying you're going to get the contract, but I'm saying that I know you want it. And a million dollars in cash right now under the table would, would, would probably be in your best interest. If you took that money and then turned around and didn't give the contract it would still be a huge ethics scandal. You know, like, you can't do that. You can't make a promise under false pre... It is not a get-out-of-jail-free card from corruption in any context to say, 
well, I just didn't follow through on my corrupt end of the bargain, which is basically what the Bidens are now saying. Yeah. I mean, think about this. The argument is Hunter Biden didn't actually sell access. He just claimed that he was selling access. Well, first of all, the appearance of impropriety is a standard that goes directly to the heart of corruption. The reason, Buck, we have, for instance, donor limits when candidates are running for office is not only because we think that, oh, uh, it may be bad to have politicians influenced by their donors, but also because the mere appearance that they may be influenced by their donors undermines confidence in our democratic process. So the mere appear, even if you accept, which is clearly a lie, but let's just follow them down the rabbit hole and accept their argument. What they are saying is Hunter Biden claimed falsely that he was going to provide benefits through his father to these companies. He didn't actually deliver on that. A son claiming that he can deliver behavior by the vice president of the United States to foreign interests, China, Ukraine, chief among them, is actually just as uh, just destructive to the faith in the American political system, according to established Supreme Court jurisprudence, as actually doing it is. Because the standard is not only impropriety, it's the appearance of impropriety. And by the way... Let's not let Joe Biden off here either because he should have known that merely by calling and making these connections with Hunter Biden's business partners, he was creating the appearance of impropriety. So this is not only Hunter taking advantage of his father, right? This is Joe Biden knowingly engaging in behavior that was a violation. This is why Buck, you know, just to use the judges for an example. If you have a hundred shares of Disney stock and you are hearing a case involving Disney, that's a relatively small amount of dollars on the table, seven, eight thousand dollars at today's prices, whatever it is, you have to disclose it. And if you don't, you aren't allowed to be considered impartial in judging that case. Now That's a high standard. That's for judges. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars going to the Bidens, and somehow the standard isn't the same. This is beyond the pale, way beyond the pale. I just, I have to say, I, I think that it'll be interesting that the way they're lining this whole thing up is there are no criminal charges. There won't be any criminal charges. Biden's DOJ comes through once again, and they're just going to focus on on Trump, and they think that it just turns into a referendum on Donald Trump, multiple federal indictments against him. We think the other one, the other federal indictment, uh, you know, is coming down likely this week. We don't know. And, and there's also, y- you can see this, there is not a moment of hesitation, not a moment of introspection or any sense of of shame at the entire Democrat corporate media apparatus just you know, shifting on all this all of a sudden. All of a sudden, it's, oh, yeah, OK, so he's talking. I might know, but I mean, it wasn't. We've said this all along, though. It wasn't criminal is the only defense that they are going to be left with. And you know what determines whether or not it's really criminal, everybody? 
whether the Attorney General of the United States will allow there to be charges brought. Does anyone think that Merrick Garland is going to allow charges against Joe Biden? I mean, as a sitting president, I'm not even sure it's possible, but that he would even recommend such a thing. Of course not. There's no chance of it happening. So this is why even with, even with the we got smoking guns all over the place now. The, the guns are smoking, but so is Hunter. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's not a whole lot that anyone's going to look at here, I think, and see changes politically as a result of this because they've already set this up where Trump, it's all relative in this fight. And they've decided that Trump is, uh, Trump needs to go to prison for the rest of his life. And that's really what they want. I don't know if they'll get there. God forbid. Hopefully they won't. Um, but I don't know that any of this really changes any of the politics. I don't think you'll, Clay, here's one. We can come back to this. Do you think this moves the polls uh, dramatically against Joe Biden? Maybe a couple points, but I don't think it's going to be some big uh, sea change. Well, I think the challenge and the problem, and this is why I would say impeachment is so necessary, is, as I said, CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, The Washington Post, they're carrying water to defend the Bidens. And so their audience, remember, over half of Democrats still believe that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. If you have half of your party believing something that its essence has been disproven for years now, how far down the rabbit hole can you go if you're starting with the Hunter Biden laptop is Russian disinformation? You immediately dismiss all of this because this is building on multiple layers, right? They're so far away from what the truth is that it's hard for them to acknowledge it, which is why primetime hearings might, might help to convince some persuadable voters of what's actually going on here. I think for anyone listening, uh, if you have a neighbor who annoys you about the need to recycle and had BLM signs out on their front lawn and has, you know, uh, you know, 12 year olds, a couple of them who uh, mysteriously all of a sudden are saying that they have to announce their pronouns and all that stuff. If you ask that kind of Democrat, that kind of right in the center of the Democrat base, if we had video evidence of Joe Biden just straight up or you know, any evidence of Joe Biden taking personally money, which that's the next shoe that could drop here. If they find the millions put into his account on this, would that change your mind about Joe Biden? I'm telling you, the Democrat in this case would say. It's fine. As long as he can defeat Donald Trump, we don't care. Yeah, that's where it is. And that's so that everyone needs to understand that's the environment we're operating in here. So we'll come back into more of this 800 282-2882. Do you think it changes any of this? Let us know. We'll get into it. We like sharing good news here. And today's good news comes from the Preborn Network of Clinics. This year alone, in 2023, they've rescued over 28,000 babies. They do that providing ultrasound experiences free of charge to pregnant women, as well as offering them support and counseling with respect to their unborn child. Preborn has relied on donations from tens of thousands of listeners just like you. They work as a nonprofit without any financial support from the federal government. Each of those ultrasound experiences costs just $28. For just $28, you can introduce at-risk babies to their mothers. And if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network of 24 hours, uh, for 24 hours, rather, helping to rescue 200 babies' lives. To donate... Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby, or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. 
That's preborn.com slash B U C K, sponsored by Preborn. Welcome back to Play and Buck. And uh, we've got a lot happening today, a lot to get through with all of you. 800 282 2882. And uh, Clay, you know, we've, we've seen uh, a little bit of, of interesting stuff going on with the polls where you have right now, I think, in at least the national poll that I've seen, Joe Biden, Donald Trump tied. We are expecting that sometime this week there will be another indictment of, of Donald Trump. It all feels a bit like this is we're just entering this realm of of total crazy. It's not enough to say it's unprecedented. That's obvious. When there's so many unprecedented things coming together, and it's obviously part of a concerted attempt to undermine uh, Donald Trump for the 2024 general election, it's hard to look at this and, and see it as anything other than uh, setting us up for an even more contentious election in some ways than I think we had the last time around. Uh, I think the amount of bad faith that we are seeing operate throughout the system under under joe biden specifically it, it actually were it actually worries me i mean I, I get a little concerned i don't get worried about the country very often you know i make fun of the people that are like terrified at night about climate change and you know, stuff like that but given that we're expecting there'll be another um indictment coming through here for donald trump soon i have to say i think that uh this election, it's really going to be hard to make the case to people that it isn't tainted from the start. And I don't really know how we can handle that or rather what the best way is to handle that. Other than obviously we got to win and we got to beat them. Yeah, sure. But how? Yeah. Look, I get asked this question all the time and I'm sure you do too. And I got asked it yesterday at the Braves game. How does Biden ever get held responsible for the Biden crime family. And I'm talking about Joe Biden. And I said, candidly, one, you should impeach, as we have argued on this show for some time. But I said a second part of that is really uh, they're not going to remove him from office, the Democrats in the Senate. Really, the only way that Joe Biden can be held accountable is if he is the nominee, he has to lose in 2024. And he has to basically end his political career as a loser. Other, that is that is how you and me and everybody out there listening who says, hey, I want there to be some consequences. And I know we got Bill O'Reilly now, I believe, who is joining us. And I saw this, and you and I were talking about it off air, Buck. Really interesting argument that Bill makes in his, uh, in his most recent column up on the site. Yeah, message of the day up on BillOReilly.com. As you all know, by the way, the uh, Killing the Witches uh, book will be coming out soon, too. We'll talk about that. But, Bill, first up, here, this is from your message of the day. The heavy odds are that Donald Trump will have to sign off on a plea deal before the Republican convention next summer. Tell us how you see this one going down, and uh, thanks for being here. Sure. Well, the Democratic power structure in Washington, which features um, the Justice Department. I mean, the Justice Department and the White House are now working together, which is not unprecedented, but very unusual. And we know that because uh, my investigative team uncovered um, Matthew Graves, who is the U.S. attorney in Washington, his wife, Fatima Graves, has made 28 visits to the White House since Biden was inaugurated. She has no business being there. She's not in government. 
and she is the courier of information from Merrick Garland to um, Joe Biden's people. Biden himself is so out there in the ozone, you don't know how much he's involved, okay? But certainly the White House personnel is. So Fatima Graves, we believe, is going back and forth because you can't put anything in writing. It'll be subpoenaed down the road, and you make, can't make phone calls because they're taped when they go into the White House. So she's a courier. And her husband, Matthew Graves, uh, her, his office is in the same proximity to Merrick Garland. So those two are working together, and they're not going to stop. They're going to indict Trump on everything they can possibly indict him on. It doesn't matter whether they get a conviction. What they want is trial dates that inhibit his campaign. So in order to stop some of that madness, Trump's going to have to make a deal to plead guilty to some low-level beef that you know won't amount to any jail time or anything, but he doesn't want to go in if a federal judge says you've got to show up at this point for the trial, he's got to show up at this point for the trial. And they'll try to make it impossible for him to have a consistent campaign. They'll keep throwing those trial dates up. The, now, the first one we have now is in December. So I believe that the Trump lawyers will convince him, and because nobody on his side believes any of this anyway. A poll came out today, 91% of Fox News viewers don't think he did anything wrong. I mean, so, you know, so it doesn't matter what they do now. He's inoculated. So this is fascinating, Bill, because you know Donald Trump very, very well. You've done a lot of events with him over the years. Both Buck and myself talking off air just said, man, we can't see Trump ever agreeing to plea to anything uh, because his brand is I've done absolutely nothing wrong. You actually think that he will. Uh, if so, and I want to build on this. I believe you have been on uh, my team here in saying Joe Biden's not going to run. Right. Do you still think that Biden is not going to run, or Absolutely. what is the Democrat plan there? Uh, the plan is to uh, get someone else. So, and, and what time frame, though? When does that need to happen I, in your I, mind? My guess, and it's a guess, and I don't like to speculate, is that Biden will be gone by Christmas. Because the Democrats have to then go into the primary season. So they desperately want Michelle Obama to run. Michelle is not convinced. They're up there in Martha's Vineyard now in all kinds of high-level meetings. I mean, if you guys should just do your show on the ferry from Woods Hole over to Martha's Vineyard, <laughs> you should just load up and do your show. And you'll see some pretty interesting characters on that ferry. So in lieu of that, then they got to decide when they want to take a chance on Gavin Newsom, who's got all kinds of problems in, in California. And, I mean, he's not – it's not a person that would persuade a lot of independents to go Democrat. Amy Klobuchar also in the mix. So the Democrats, they don't know what to do. They don't know. But the reason I think that Biden won't even show up in January for his, you know, in the Oval Office is because this Hunter Biden stuff is going to lead to impeachment, maybe even charges. I mean, there's no doubt that Joe Biden sold influence. There's no doubt that Hunter Biden did not register on the Foreign Alien Business Act. So they're going to hit him with, they have to hit him with that because Manafort went to jail for two years for it. Same thing. And Hunter Biden made a lot more money than Manafort did. Bill, what do you think about the promise that has been made by this White House that under no circumstances will Joe Biden pardon his son? 
Um, you know, the promises from the Biden White House are about they're worth as much as MSNBC programming. <laughs> so you just make the call. And, and one thing about Trump, he doesn't want to plead guilty to anything. I mean, if if you were to talk to him today, I'm never going to do it. But the strategy would be just to go out and plead guilty and then say, look, I had to do it if I want to run. If I want to have a campaign, I had to do it. And then all of his people will go, yeah, right, we understand. So really, there isn't a downside for him doing that, and there may be a huge upside. What's the payoff for Democrats allowing him to plea? Well, it's not a matter of allowing. It's a matter of that his attorneys will go in and say, um, we'll plea guilty to this, um, and if you don't take the deal, we're going to make it public because you've taken a Hunter Biden deal that was ridiculous and, you know, how much can Merrick Garland absorb? He's going to be impeached, by the way, the attorney general. First time in the history of this country that an attorney general will be impeached. Garland is a lock for impeachment. That'll happen in October. Because he it, it's no longer, you know, any two sides to the story. I mean, he, he, the judge, the federal judge, just blew Merrick Garland right out of the water. So do you think, and, Bill, and that so, the, the, the Democrat calculation here becomes, if they can just get... Trump to, to to your what you're saying about the, about a plea deal, then he is technically and officially a felon, right? Or or at least that no, they would say he's con- felony. or whatever whatever convicted right. of some crime. He's a he's a criminal uh, at that point, and so then the Democrats run with some version of I mean you know some version of the criminal president yada yada. Is that is that basically the play? Yeah, but so what? Nobody believes it. I mean, well, then why would they do it, though? That's what I don't know. You know that, I, I don't think shot. they're going to offer him a deal, Bill. I'm just going to be honest. With you. I don't see why they offer him a deal. What's the point? They don't. You well, can't force federal prosecutors to, to get deal. a deal. If his attorneys go out and say, look, we're willing to plead guilty to this, but this is a political persecution here, and they're using the prosecutorial powers of the Justice Department, and they won't take a plea when they took a plea with Hunter Biden to protect his father, Joe. I mean, this blows up everything. I think I think this DOJ doesn't care. I think that's the well, problem, but right. anyway. But it, but if Merrick Garland's impeached, all right, I mean, it's it. what what is going to happen in the fall, I tell all my viewers and listeners on the No Spin News, and you can get that on BillOReilly.com, is that in the fall, this whole country is going to change dramatically. It's like Oppenheimer. You're going to have atomic bombs everywhere. Boom, 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 boom. And there's not going to be any um, semblance of what we have now on August 1st. Bill, what do you think, last question for you, you said you think that Democrats are trying to get Michelle Obama to run. What do you think Trump would think about running against Michelle Obama as opposed to Joe Biden? Oh, Michelle Obama, much tougher for Trump. Yeah, no doubt. God. Michelle opened 60-40. All right, Trump's beating Biden now by a little bit. But Michelle Obama is so popular among um, the minority groups and the women groups and all of that mobilizes them. And then Trump, you know, Michelle was going to get attacked. There's no doubt about it because she says pretty inflammatory racial things in the past. She has no experience. But then you're bringing Barack back. So it's really like, you know, Donald Trump's running against both Michelle and Barack. And um, the, and you can imagine how the media, my God, I mean, they'll canonize her. So Trump is far better off running against the, the phantom of Joe Biden, but 
Michelle might not do it. That's not a lock. I mean, she doesn't really want to put herself through that. Uh, I believe I could be wrong, but yeah, they got a nice I house in the vineyard it. and a bunch of other places. You know, right. they got a lot of money. It's uh, yeah. Bill, yeah. I'm down at the Atlanta Braves watching Shohei Otani play right now. They're playing the Angels. Good this is you. a Shohei Otani like performance by you if you hit on this stuff on August first. So we're flagging all of these uh, all of these predictions, and if you hit, it's more than Babe calling a shot. All right, but remember, I have the witches in my corner here. Right? <laughs> when does it come out, Bill? Because we're going to talk to you more about that. September 26th will be the okay. scariest book you've ever uh, ever read. And elements of The Exorcist are in this book. So you can get it. Um, you can order it in advance and get it first. And um, the killing the witches, the witches are on my side. And so I know I, I've got stuff coming in here from the <laughs> spirit world. Well, good stuff. We're, as we're gonna always. Need, yeah, we're going to need all the help we could get to win this one, Bill. Thanks so much for being with us, guys. Right, go to BillOReilly.com. Right, guys, um, and call me anytime. I like being on your show. Thank you. Always appreciate it, dude. Uncle right. Bill coming through, man. Bid calling big shots, Clay. Calling big shots here in the future. Look, I'm going to tell you right now. We might have to. We talked about putting up a prediction board. We might have to do like some kind of stake bets or something with with Bill because I, I do. I don't think that it's even the Trump's lawyer. I just don't think they're going to offer him a plea deal. Why would they I, offer I, him a plea deal that lets him? I mean, that doesn't involve jail time. Let's they're, talk the about Democrat it. When we come base back. will be they'll be lighting everything on fire, literally lighting everything on fire. Let's talk about it when we come back because I think it's an interesting discussion. Uh, in the meantime, Innovation Refunds helping thousands of small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. ERC Employee Retention Credit Program administered by the IRS. If you own a business with more than four employees. You could have money waiting to be claimed. That's thanks to Innovation Refunds. They will help you get through the process. They don't take a dollar, not one dollar until you get paid. Other companies say they specialize in the ERC tax refunds. Not every company is the same, though. Innovation Refunds, hundreds of five-star Trustpilot Google reviews, also certified with the Better Business Bureau. Trust your business with the experts in Innovation Refunds innovationrefunds.com to start the process you could be on your way to receiving money for your business no upfront charges they don't get paid unless you get paid innovationrefunds.com you can call them if you'd prefer 1-843-REFUNDS that's 1-843-REFUNDS you don't know what you don't know right but you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Second hour of Play and Buck kicks off right now. Um, Just a a note coming up at the bottom of the hour. Bill O'Reilly will be with us, and we'll be talking to him about the latest from the Biden crime family and also 2024 in general. Uh, some back and forth between the Trump and DeSantis camps in the last 24 hours, including uh, Trump going on Truth Social and uh, venting his uh, frustration, shall we say, with uh, Fox News, among other things, uh, and obviously attack- attacking Ron DeSantis um, and, and all of that. Uh, we'll get into some of those political discussions here coming up in a bit. But but first, I just I wanted to spend a few a few minutes here on. What's going on in NYC in New York City, my my hometown? Uh, you might have seen some of the footage of this. There are long lines of illegal aliens. Now it's interesting because everything now says asylum seeker to the point where if you do a search, Clay, as I did, I want to make sure I had the most up to date reporting on this one this morning you do a search for illegal aliens new york city nothing comes up the orwellian language change has been successful to the point where you go into google you're trying to find illegal aliens nyc hey you, you gotta look for it hard it doesn't show up you type in asylum seekers and it shows up right away if you type uh, type in undocumented you'll get far more hits um, non-citizens, uh, that's another one they're going to start using more and more. Now, that is that is intentional. I mean, well, it's all intentionally dishonest, but that one is just nonsensical because uh, that's treating somebody who shows up and wants to live here forever after crossing illegally in the country the same way that, you know, a, a person who is here on a visa for a week to go shopping in New York City. They're both non-citizens. Like, what, what doesn't tell you anything about the situation, really? Um, you know, there was a bill in Chicago that it's making its way to being law where they're going to allow illegal aliens to be uh, police officers, which I think is uh, a, a tremendous abuse of the law. If someone's in violation of federal law being here, how could they be in a position to give you a speeding ticket? Like, this is the kind of world the Democrats are creating for all of us. But back to New York City for a second here. Clay, the Roosevelt Hotel in Midtown Manhattan has a very long line of people 
uh, that are lying in the streets. Uh, they're sleeping in the streets. And the city is supposed to be able to house them. Mayor Eric Adams is is saying there's no more room. We can't do this. The city has 50,000 migrants in uh, that it is caring for. Now, these are illegal aliens. They're calling them migrants. 93,000 have come through the city's intake system in the last few months. So, four billion, Clay. Four billion dollars now. It was two billion a few months ago. Now it's four billion that the city of New York is going to pay. These are welfare cases, everybody. What we've been told is, oh, a nation of immigrants. People are going to show up. They're going to do the jobs Americans won't do. They're more law-abiding. They'll contribute to the economy. Who else is going to pay for your Social Security taxes? Blah, blah, all this stuff. Lies. This is a massive, fraudulent, welfare catastrophe unfolding in New York City. This is why people are paying taxes so much that they got to leave. Speaking from experience, it's crazy, Clay. Yeah, and what I would add on this, Buck, is don't forget Mayor Eric Adams, who bragged about how they wanted all of these illegal immigrants in New York City, as we talked about last week, I believe, with Texas Governor Greg Abbott, is now saying our cup runneth over, that the city cannot handle the number of illegal immigrants that have been moved into New York City. And all I would say is think about this in the context of the state of Texas. Think about, Buck, in the uh, this is a big reason why, too, I think you're seeing the overall Hispanic vote swing so substantially towards Donald Trump and or whomever the Republican nominee ends up being, because we're all being sold a bill of goods. We're all being sold a lie. And I would love have you ever heard a Democrat ask this question? If America's so racist, why are so many black and brown people willing to die to get here? You ever hear anybody ask that question? When, when Eric Adams or AOC or, uh, or Muriel Bowser, the mayor of DC or, uh, the, the new mayor in Chicago, all these people who are regularly spouting the America's a fundamentally racist place. Cory Bush, right? Uh, this, uh, idiot congresswoman from Missouri, uh, Rashida Tlaib, um, all of these different people, uh, Elon Omar. If America is such an awful place, and it's so systemically racist. Nicole, uh, was it Hannah Smith or whatever, the woman who did the 1619 project? Why are they never asked? Wouldn't that be a really good question? Hey, I understand. You think America is systemically racist. You think it's Nicole Hannah Jones. Country. Yeah. Nicole yeah. Hannah Jones. My apologies. How come they never get asked, Buck? Why are so many black and brown people willing to die? Do you want me to, to answer illegally? this from a left wing perspective? Cause I actually, I know what they'll what say. What do you think you they want, would say? You, they say that, well, it's because America has accumulated so much wealth through the exploitation of black and brown people at home and abroad. So it is the duty of America now to redistribute that wealth to minorities, even if they've just arrived here, even if they just got here. Now, oh, yeah, yeah. I think but that's I'm just saying I think that's a horrible line of argument, yeah. but I'm just saying that is how they would respond to. Well, the, that that is an argument. OK, but it doesn't explain why they would be willing to die to come here, right? Um, because it's the, rich, it's the richest country with, with now pretty much the biggest, best welfare state. So It is the richest country, but if it were truly a racist country is what I'm saying. I understand why their hmm. argument would be we need to provide benefits here, but if America were truly racist, right, you would say, why would I leave Mexico? Why would I leave Venezuela? 
Why would I leave uh, an African country and go to the supremely racist country of the United States? All of those people deciding to come here directly refutes the idea that America is racist. Because if you really thought that America was racist, you wouldn't leave your country to come here. And yes, I understand the argument of the leftist, which is we are obligated due to the racism of the country. But what I'm saying is the people who are coming here don't even buy into the Democrat argument, which is why I think oh, yeah. you're seeing so many people who are recent immigrants, Cubans, Venezuelans, legal immigrants, who are overwhelmingly rejecting the uh, the Democrat Party. Because the same reason, Buck, when you felt uh, that I, the I attack know. on DeSantis was an attack on you to move to Florida, those people feel like they're being attacked. Like, wait, I came here because of America's freedom and and the fact that everybody's treated equally. Well, yeah, I mean, again, the the the, the left wing, um, you know, the left wing like salon dot com uh, argument on this is they just come for the money and the economic opportunity and they'll deal with the racism to get those opportunities. I've seen this. I've, I've like had this debate with with libs on immigration before. That's what they'll say. I think it's a garbage argument, but I'm just saying that is that is the response that they have to it. I also, though, Clay, come at this from the perspective of I don't even really care that much. Because we have laws here, and we have 340 million people who already live here of all races and ethnicities, and we are all supposed to be held to the law, and we are supposed to have a system. We are supposed to have an immigration system that benefits the people here. Yeah. I, the, the, what, what people uh, who are not Americans want and their desires to come here are a, should be at least, a secondary consideration to what do the American people want. And part of the problem here is whatever we vote for, the uniparty overrides, and that includes Republicans. Whatever we vote for as a population, which is always in recent years, stricter immigration uh, laws, the border, more border security. I mean, when it's put to the people, why did Donald Trump win in 2016? He won primarily, people could say it was also, but an immigration argument is an economic argument. These things are yeah. very much tied in. And that's why I'm pointing out the $4 billion. I mean, look at some of these expenditures. New York City is paying 1.8, set aside 1.8 billion dollars for teachers who fail tests because they can't do basic skills, but they were supposed to teach people. So they're paid for 20 years of teaching that they never did because they are black or brown and therefore discriminated against by the test. Now the city has all these migrants. Most of them are from Central and South America now, and they're showing up. It's going to cost four billion dollars. That is money that the city of New York is taking from the people who already live there, including I mean, New York is a very diverse place, right? Yeah. This is, you know, the tax is being paid by every small business owner, every immigrant who owns a small store, a grocery store, a laundromat, a hardware store, whatever. They're all paying taxes so that people can break our laws. I mean, Clay, they're not asylum seekers. They're not asylum seekers. None of them are going to get asylum. This is the whole thing is a scam. And that's why, to me, ultimately, this comes back to what draws. One is jobs, and that is a function of, frankly, the fact that we have the best, uh, the best business environment, at least in some red states still, in the history of the world. Okay. Second part is, Buck, and I would build on this. This is even more frustrating. A lot of those people are going to have kids that immediately become American citizens. And then, in addition to what you're paying now, you are going to be paying for those kids who are American citizens for years to come, which is why, and I've only seen a few Republicans even talk about this, 
Uh, I think Trump has come out and said it, but he hasn't focused on it very much. We've got to end birthright citizenship. And again, there are two types of birthright citizenship. One is if you are a citizen and you have a child, I think everybody out there would agree your child should be an American citizen, okay? No matter where you're living around the world. I think most people overwhelmingly agree with that. But this idea that you, because you are born on American soil, become a citizen is fundamentally the antithesis of what citizenship represents in most countries around the world. It sets up an incentive for law-breaking that will be rewarded. Never mind punished. It is rewarded. and generations. You bring up a a critical point here about... The asylum seekers. Did anyone, did anyone hear about millions of asylum seekers? What happened? What happened in Central America? What happened in South America? What changed? What happened all over the world? People from Thailand, people from, from West Africa, people from Pakistan, people from everywhere, right? What changed? Well, they figured out the human trafficking system figured out that there was this loophole. And then you had the system refusing to do anything about the loophole, and it just got big. Now, Trump did something about it, and then Joe Biden came in. And Joe Biden has now allowed this thing to get so out of control that the city of New York can't even afford fiscally to deal with all these. You'd say, hold on, why is it costing so much money? Because you have people who are showing up who speak almost no English, overwhelmingly, who have almost no education, who have... Almost no marketable skills in an information-based economy. I'm not saying they won't work hard. I'm not saying they're not good people. But they need a lot of resources. This is just a fact. And the people that pay those resources are the residents, in this case, of New York City. And you know what they're calling for, Clay? A federal bailout. Already. So for people who are living in Oklahoma and people who are living in Montana and people who are living in Tennessee who are like, well, that's New York's problem. Not if Biden gets four more years going to be your problem they're going to use your tax dollars and run that debt even higher into the sky 32 trillion and counting and almost nobody's even talking about it and to put it into context the tea party was fed up when we hit 10 trillion in 12 13 years we've tripled what the tea party was complaining about and a lot of it's going to non-citizens We've talked about our friend and sponsor, Dutch Mendenhall of Rad Diversified before. He's now the author of a new book titled Money Shackles. He loves this topic, how to take the debt that shackles us, make it work in our favor. In Dutch's mind, debt is the financial hamstring that Americans have fought with for a long time. For instance, you go to school, you get in debt. You buy a car, you get in debt. He believes it's the wrong thoughts and teaching. In Dutch's book, he'll give you his strategies to use debt to your advantage to tap into lucrative alternative investment vehicles to redefine your American dream. Dutch is on a mission to be at the forefront of the greatest financial change in American history and to look beyond Wall Street and see the future of alternative investments. It's now no longer just available to the super rich, the old American dream dying fast. Get ready for the redefined American dream. Go online to therad.com. That's T-H-E-R-A-D dot com and do it today. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. 
Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. Exploreminnesota.com backslash live.